Hello, welcome to JavaScript Jam. I am Ishan Nand, CTO at Layer Zero. Uh, today's going to be uh, a little different than usual. We have an interesting panel discussion of what is the Jamstack? There's been a lot of evolution in the space uh, around things like incremental static generation, distributed persistent rendering, parallel static rendering, and it's caused a little bit of an identity crisis and a little soul searching as to what does Jamstack mean? Is it still purely static? Um, and we had a lot of interesting discussion over Twitter. So we got uh, a couple of the folks we were chatting with together for a panel debate on this topic. Um, and our, uh, our normal co-host, Mark Bricado, VP of Engineering at, at Layer Zero, is going to play the role of moderator. Uh, we also have uh, Brian Rinaldi, he's the developer advocate at StepZen. Uh, Miriam Schwab, who's the co-founder and CEO of Stratic. Uh, Jeff Escalante, the engineering manager at HashiCorp. And Sean Davis. The, uh, who works on developer experience at Stackbit. Uh, so with that, uh, Mark, why don't I let you introduce yourself and I will take a step back and let you uh, moderate. Yeah, so for once, I'm not supposed to be the opinionated one. So I'll be moderating uh, Mark Bricado, VP of Engineering at Layer Zero. Um, so uh, I think we should start off just by going around and having everybody give us a little description of your background uh, and how you work in the Jamstack space. Um, so let's start off with Sean. Thanks, Mark, and, and thanks for having me. Um, I've been in the web development space for probably uh, about a decade or so, and up until the last year, spent that time in uh, kind of various agencies and uh, did some independent uh, contracting there, but mostly building front-end uh, marketing-type sites. Uh, I, I kind of took this uh, weird path to get to the Jamstack, or, or maybe not weird, I don't know. Um, I, I, I learned web development through learning WordPress and, and PHP, and then pretty quickly when I got that first agency job, jumped over to Ruby on Rails and spent a lot of time there. And I was in uh, this, this small agency called Ample in Cincinnati in 2017 when we found out about the Jamstack and, uh, and, and all the potential it had. We thought we could, we could virtually cut our our development costs almost in half. And so we kind of, we, we threw out everything we had been doing with uh, rails and uh, went all in on the Jamstack. And I really haven't looked back since then. Um, and, and today still mostly um, focused on just building uh, marketing type websites in the space. Gotcha. Miriam. Uh, it's interesting that you're connected to Ample. I've had some really good conversations with them. I was introduced to um, Taylor and someone else, and we've spoken a few times. They're amazing and doing amazing things. So uh, that's very cool. Um, my background is also web development, but with a very strong focus on the anti-Jamstack WordPress. <laughs> um, I founded a WordPress development agency and uh, built it up to be uh, the leading agency in Israel at the time. And we worked with a lot of corporations, high-tech companies that uh, were looking for customized uh, WordPress solutions um, for their businesses. Turns out a lot of companies use WordPress as their front-facing website, which you probably have seen, and uh, and they wanted to make sure that was taken care of properly. So uh, did that for about 13 years. Um, and then uh, through my experience uh, in the agency and with our customers and with the way that WordPress was going in that it was becoming more, more uh attention meeting, like hacking was increasing and performance was lacking and all that kind of stuff, which we all know. Um, I started to explore other solutions, came across the emerging world of static site generators and uh, which became known as the Jamstack, got very excited, realized that there were some issues with that and WordPress still had a lot of uh, benefits over it. And so thought, well, maybe WordPress itself can be a static site generator and found it static. I mean, it's not like I snapped my fingers and found a Stratic, but that was a transition. <laughs> and I've uh, been working on Stratic um, since the last few years. Thank you, Miriam. Ishan? Yeah, so uh, I'm CTO at Layer Zero. Um, you know, it's a slightly different route to the Jamstack. Uh, the previous company uh, I did, uh, MoveWeb, uh, did a lot of things that kind of were precursors to the Jamstack from... Uh, a non-static position that were really about, you know, bringing the power of the CDN to bear, 
the performance of sites. So we were really early on a lot of the elements uh, like serverless, for example, we actually built out our own serverless infrastructure um, almost in parallel to when Lambda was being developed. Um, did a lot of things that were also early uh, forms of the Jamstack, like decoupling the front end from the back end. Um, and at layer zero, what we do now is we try to bring the benefits of the Jamstack to very large and dynamic sites that have frequent updates where purely static techniques don't typically apply. Thank you. Jeff? Hey, um, I'm Jeff. I started kind of similar to Sean's story, which uh, resonated with me in the, in the agency world um, for a good number of years, like five to seven years or so. And during that time, worked on a bunch of static site kind of like generation tooling. I had a static site generator that I maintained that was open source called Roots. Uh, and kind of this variety of other tools that we used at the agency to produce kind of like smaller to medium-sized marketing-oriented projects. Um, we were also one of Netlify's earliest customers uh, at this agency, and a weird uh, and interesting fact about that relationship is that I designed Netlify's logo, which is always a fun thing to learn. Um, after that, I kind of changed jobs to work at HashiCorp. HashiCorp's kind of like a DevOps software company. They are growing and scaling really quickly. And my team manages about 15 websites and apps that the company has publicly. Um, since then, I've kind of moved on largely uh, from focusing on static websites for scaling and kind of flexibility concerns. So I'm probably going to be the bad guy on this panel. And last but not least, Brian. Thanks. So um, I got started with Jamstack kind of, uh, well, static sites back in like two, I think it was 2013. I've been doing website development for like 24 years or so. Um, and around 2013, I discovered Jekyll and became fascinated with the idea, um, especially because I was being told by work to build a WordPress site. Nothing, nothing against WordPress, Miriam. But I was just like, oh, you know, this, <laughs> I, I was fascinated by Jekyll and really wanted to dig into it. Uh, I didn't win that battle at work. We did end up launching the WordPress site, but uh, I kind of be, continued down that path. Uh, I ended up writing and speaking a lot about it. I wrote a couple of books for O'Reilly on static sites. I'm currently working on one for Manning with my friend Raymond Camden um, on the Jamstack. And, and I've kind of focused on that ever since. Currently, I, I am uh, with a company named Stefan, so we're focused kind of on the back-end side of, of the Jamstack, uh, bringing all those data pieces together uh, into a single GraphQL API that would serve as like the data behind your Jamstack application. Great. Thank you, Brian. So uh, the next question that I'd like to ask everybody is about your definition of Jamstack. How would you define it? And do you think that your definition is the consensus definition or how much does it stray from it? And before I get started, uh, many probably know this, but maybe not everyone does. Jamstack at least used to stand for JavaScript APIs and markup, J-A-M. And who hasn't built a website with just JavaScript APIs and markup? That doesn't seem like a great term because like every website I've ever built in the last 20 years involved JavaScript APIs and markup. So maybe that's why it needs a definition. Uh, so with that, uh, let's go back to Sean and tell us how do you define Jamstack and do you think your definition is the consensus one? Yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned that, that acronym and that they have largely, the community seems like they've largely dropped. Uh, but even, even when Jamstack in, in those early days was described as JavaScript APIs and markup, I, I remember giving a couple of talks where I'd say, Jamstack stands for JavaScript APIs and markup. Now you know that. Now forget it because it has nothing to do with what we're talking about here. Uh, and and so I, I wrote this piece um, a month ago or so, and um, I was I was motivated because I found it really I found it really difficult to talk about what the Jamstack is. I mean, it was it was really fairly ambiguous even five years ago or so, but uh, today it's, it's evolved so much that I was thinking, 
all right, it doesn't, it doesn't mean much, at least to me, it's, it's, it's become this like really broad term uh, that kind of is just describing modern web development. And so I took the approach in this article to uh, say, well, I think Jamstack is, is an established community that's going to stick around. But if we don't kind of rein it in and put some bounds to what it means, then it's just this goofy buzzword for modern web development. And there's probably a better way to describe those things. And so what I did was I went back to the early days and and thought, well, what did, we know Netlify coined that term. uh, And so it it was definitely, and and to uh, a good extent today, still tightly coupled to the Netlify product offering. But like, what, what did that idea give us? You know, it gave us um, sites that were more secure, uh, easier to scale. Uh, they, we talked a little bit about uh, developer experience and the potential for better performance. And so I thought, well, what, what are the kind of the core tenants that come out of that idea? And uh, I came up with four. I, I'll say I continue to, I continue to kind of waffle as, um, as I have these conversations like this because I'm, I'm getting more and more input all the time that I really like. But what, what I've said is, one, the UI is compiled, meaning it's decoupled. The front end's decoupled from the back end. Um, or sorry, that's, that was number two, is that the front end is decoupled. The first one, UI is compiled, so we're not, we're not rendering uh, in, in real time. Uh, we, we've already got the code that we need at that time. Uh, so number three is that it is th- that code is served from a CDN, and then the fourth one uh, is that the the deployments are atomic. And uh, I, I'll say that's the one that I feel today kind of iffy about. Like the the more conversations I have, the more it feels like atomic deployments are kind of they're, they're kind of like a byproduct of of taking that other three uh, the approach of those other three. And so uh, to answer your, your, your second question, and does that fit the, the consensus definition? I don't think so. I think I'm, I'm motivated more to say, hey, if, if this thing that is the Jamstack is going to stick around, what I really want is a way to be able to describe it, not just as modern web development, but as one specific architectural pattern in this landscape that is modern web development. And to be able to to introduce the nuance of all of the different approaches we take today, which unfortunately those don't really have uh, those don't really have buzzwordy names to go with them, as well. Uh, so that's kind of that's kind of where I am. Awesome, thanks, Sean. I noticed you didn't specifically say static at all in that explanation, so we'll have to get into that more okay. later. Yeah. So, so um, Miriam, how would you define Jamstack? And maybe to, to flip the question around a little bit, how do you think? Most people define Jamstack, and does that differ from how you define it? Well, being in the WordPress world means that I see a lot of people who aren't um, developers like this group, and they don't know what Jamstack is. So if we're talking about the world, most people have no idea what Jamstack is. And I've tried to look at some data around the usage behind that term, and even among certain developer groups, it still hasn't stuck or they aren't familiar with it. I think uh, Netlify did a great job of pushing it out there, but it's still kind of like a burgeoning movement with very early adopters. So most people don't even know what Jamstack is. So I'll just put that out there. And actually, if you go to our site, you'll see that we talk about headless and static. We had an internal debate, but whether we should call Stratic a Jamstack solution. And um, after surveying a bit and doing some research, we realized that most people would have no idea what we were talking about. And we see that when we talk to our customers as well. Um, some people know about it, most people don't. So that's the rest of the world. Within the Jamstack community um, or people who are familiar with it. Uh, so from the beginning, at least personally, the term made me roll my eyes a lot because I just felt like it was like, he was like, what rhymes with lamp? Jam. And it never made sense. It, did, it didn't, like you were saying, everything was JavaScript APIs in markup, like, or at least two out of three of them, you know? So how do you say that that is Jamstack and that isn't? Um, it became, and I think it was just like a cool term and easy to like roll off the tongue type, type of term to describe a stack, like the next, the next evolution or revolution in terms of a stack. 
And uh, I think from that perspective, it's useful. It was good for branding and it was good for creating some kind of uh, more or less cohesive movement around this. Um, and at the time, it really meant static site generation, which helped because then you could at least associate it with that. But as you all kind of described, it, it, it in itself has evolved to the point where even its own name stopped meaning what it meant, which I think removes um, any like a lot of the weight from from the from the term, and um, I, and it's yeah. So I uh, I know that like saying modern web development is kind of just like meh. It doesn't. It's not very exciting. It's hard to get behind that. But um, I actually I think that's where we're going, which is um, moving away from a like a particular stack and way of doing things that uh, prevailed for a long time to promoting another way, which uh, creates a better developer experience and uh, in the end, a better, you know, user experience. Um, in terms of like, if we're going to say, okay, Jamstack still exists just for the sake of being able to give this very amorphous uh, group uh, a name, um, I think that there's two aspects to it. One is the process of creating a, a web app or a website that's Jamstack and then the end result. And that's where I think people kind of fall into different camps. So uh, from my perspective, which is an objective perspective, Stratic is a Jamstack solution. We generate a static version of the site. Um, we fully deliver through a CDN. Things that Netlify kind of says, look, it's so cool that we have that we have preview static, we have um, SSL, we have full CDN, we have a lot of Lambda Edge stuff happening. So if you just look at the end result, we're Jamstack. But I have a feeling that a lot of people would say we're not because the origin is not a pure, if we were just using pure headless WordPress, then people would be like, okay, I could see that falling into this category, but we're not. The origin, the point of origin or the source of origin, or yeah, the, the point of truth is actually a regular WordPress site with a PHP theme and regular PHP LAMP stack functionality. And so then people want to kind of put us outside of that, uh, that group just fine. I, like people can put us wherever they want. I'm just saying that in terms of people's opinions and perspectives, uh, it can go either way. What's the end result and how did you generate that, that end result? Um, and then that's how you fall into the Jamstack camp. So uh, some people might say that Stratic is, some people might say that it's not, but in the end we're generating a static site. It's headless, it's decoupled, regardless of how it got there. And uh, we're like a questionable, uh, in a questionable place there, um, which I think is interesting in some ways. So. Anyways, that's my perspective on Jamstack. Ishan, how would you define Jamstack? Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I'll i plug uh, Brian's uh, Certified Fresh Developer Events, CFE. Uh, gave a talk where I really outlined this in more detail. Uh, the talk was called Evolving the Jamstack. Um, and also, I'll also plug his newsletter, Jamstack, uh, where he also talks a lot about this. Um, but my definition is, is, I would totally admit, non-standard. Um, it's a bit, you know, reducing Jamstack to what is the minimum required to derive the benefits of Jamstack. Um, and for me, that is really just two things. Uh, data is being served from the edge as much as possible, and it's done in a way that empowers front-end developers. Um, and that's because the CDN is the linchpin for a lot of the benefits of Jamstack that we talk about, whether it's security or scalability uh, it all tends to derive really from the CDN. Uh, and then the other part of this is it's usually done in a way that makes it easy for a front-end developer to, to leverage and reason about. Um, so, you know, static, you know, is really a Jedi mind trick to get you to write your page in such a way that the CDN can serve it. Um, but there's more than one way to get the data there. Uh, and another element of this is, you know, if you look at something like incremental static generation, or it's using, you know, somewhat traditional CDN patterns, but it's doing it in a way that you're manipulating it as a front-end developer from within your React code. You know, you're, you're writing your, your basically Next.js code. Uh, and that's, again, front-end developer empowerment. So it's a reinvention of, new of old primitives uh, in new ways uh, that make it easier for front-end developers. And serverless then would also fall into that because it's scalability that a front-end developer would love because they don't have to worry about it. Um, and so for me then, Jamstack's a spectrum, uh, and it's basically a, a class of capabilities, and you could fall anywhere on that spectrum. But I'll readily admit something that I think we're all touching around, which is 
I think the term is going to be like HTML5 was uh, a decade ago. Uh, it, it basically became an umbrella term that meant all, all modern web development. And at some point, it didn't distinguish from most web development to say you're doing HTML5 and it kind of effectively withered away um, and kind of won. Everything kind of ended up being like that. I think that's, that's a model for what I expect will happen to the term eventually uh, at some point. Jeff, how would you define Jamstack? Apologies in advance for this one, but I would not uh, define it because I don't think it has a definition and I don't think the word has any value. Um, it originally, as has been mentioned, was a marketing term that Netlify invented to represent websites that can be hosted on Netlify and it remains tightly coupled to that as such as Netlify has changed its hosting platform it has also pushed changes to the definition of the word itself, causing the confusion that results in panels such as these. <laughs> it's also been mentioned earlier that the word itself doesn't really make any sense or hold any value from its definition. The acronym part that it was originally invented under is not helpful, was never helpful, and is now no longer accurate. It's not actually a stack in the way that people describe stacks such as lamp stack or mean stack. Um, and it's constantly changing definitions. Nobody knows what it means. Here we are in a panel all debating what it means and throwing out different definitions for it. Overall, I just don't think this is a word that people should be using at all. If we want to make the web development community more accessible to people that are trying to get into this field, we shouldn't be espousing words that don't make any sense and don't really have a definition and nobody understands what they mean. We should be trying to use words that are clear and accessible and understandable by everybody who wants to get into the field. So my plea to anybody listening is don't use the word Jamstack and please avoid the word because it just makes everything confusing and worse for everybody in this field and in this industry. So what would you- Brian, that's a tough act to follow. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, the natural follow-up to that is what would you suggest we use as Nothing. an alternative? Describe your website in the way that it's being built. If you have and, a website yeah, that you're right. hosting on Netlify, say I'm building a static website I'm hosting on Netlify. If you have I, a website you know, that you're pushing to CDN nodes in a specific type of way, say it. You can say what your website is without using Jamstack easily. And using Jamstack doesn't actually say anything. So I don't really think this is much of a challenge. I'm going to disagree with that. Obviously, you know, I think Jeff knows that. Um, I do certainly know that. Yeah. <laughs> and you're and welcome say, to. Go back to this is why we gathered this audience. I'm going to go back to why. I mean, I know we talked about Netlify created the term, obviously. Um, but having been around working in that community and in that in the, with these tools at the time, I mean, the, the reason they came up with the term was there was a point to it. And it had to do with a number of things. I think, first of all, I can say having written, tried, you know, tried to sell companies on writing books about these tools and trying to sell my own companies on using the tools, that static sites was awful um, because you ended up in an extended discussion of why, well, can this actually handle what we want to build. It's like, well, yes, we can actually handle what, what you want to build. It's, I mean, I know it says static sites, but it's not really static. We can do a lot, you know. Um, and so I struggled selling people on these solutions back in the early days. Um, Jamstack kind of gave it, yes, it was a marketing term. I mean, like serverless is a marketing term. Like, I mean, any of these terms are marketing terms, right? But like we come up with, with names, um, some of them lose their meaning like HTML5, although that, that was a, not necessarily a marketing term. It was actually a spec, um, but like say even responsive web design now is kind of just web design. Um, but uh, but it, it did help to define something that I could sell that didn't sound antiquated, number one. And number two, there was no community. We were very siloed. It was very much like, oh, I use this, to, I use Jekyll. I'm talking to people who use Jekyll. I use, uh, you know, Hugo. I talk to people who use Hugo, but the community was very siloed. There was not a, a group of people who had 
even though we had a lot of overlaying like uh, like common problems we were trying to solve because the tools were all had similarities and and the process we were building sites was similar like those those connections didn't exist we all just existed within these siloed communities and that's my worry about say the approach that you have jeff which is just like describe what you build it's like well we're building things a thousand different ways and then we then we lose that kind of intersection of where we we can we have common approaches to different pieces of these applications where we can share solutions I think having this kind of uh, term helps to build a community around that, that we can work together. We have these, I mean, you're on the, the Slack communities where I've, I know I've received a lot of help uh, and we have conferences and we have, you know, and not just that LaFi's conference, we have other events, we have books, we have, it's a way to find, find your solutions. It helps people to define something that has some set of common problems that we're solving and find those solutions as opposed to just, you know, I'm just looking, you know, in my tool, like I'm only talking to people in Next.js kind of thing, uh, even yeah. though I might be, my backend might have common problems with somebody who's doing Gatsby, um, as an example. I mean, the root of your so, problem is that you personally had trouble selling certain clients using the word static. I don't know if that's a strong enough justification to introduce another word that may or may not actually mean static and confuse everybody with it. You know, I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but like, you really have to think bigger than that. No, Jeff, wait, I, I, I actually yeah. agree with, although I disagree with Brian, I'll agree with him on like getting people to adopt things is really important. It, yeah. And, and he, he was actually trying to solve a, essentially a marketing function, right? And, sure. um, and so that in some sense, I see both of you aligning on that. The value was in, in convincing people to go with this approach. Um, and, and so I, I kind of actually see you guys on different sides of the same coin on that. And I'll agree with Brian on the, on the community aspect. There wasn't as much energy around this space and there is a community here. Right. Like, I mean, I've gone through there's there's, you know, at least two or three. There's, I think, three or four. I think I've counted at this point landscape diagrams I've seen from VCs of the Jamstack space. Um, there are books, as Brian mentioned, being written on it. It's being used by folks other than than Netlify, even though Netlify created it. Um, is it too late to put that genie in the bottle in that term? And that's why I think we I ask, what do we replace it with? Because. There is a, a movement or a community here, and we have to put some, some name around it. Otherwise, if we don't, then you're not going to end up getting rid of it, you know, which well, what, is, I think, your goal. What is the movement and what is the community? Nobody knows what it is, is the problem. So I it's think, really uh, hard to I name think, it when you can't define it. Right. I think, Brian, I, Jeff, I, to, I agree with you that the name is devoid of meaning. And Brian, I agree with you that it served a purpose. It got a movement going and it was able to shift people away from this term static, which we have problems with too. I go, it generates static sites. No, no, that doesn't mean that it's not dynamic. It doesn't mean that it's just like, you know, a, a brochure. It also has dynamic functionality. We do have to explain it. So it is a problematic term, but I think that in order for this movement to continue to function under this term, the term does have to have meaning or some kind of definition that everyone can get under. But it sounds like there is, it, to some degree, because um, Brian, you're finding your community within, even though people are using different sets and subsets of the tooling and whatever and approaches. So, so what is it that brings everyone together um, under the Gemstack? And let's say the the name could be Blastack, right? Like it doesn't matter what the name is. It's Gemstack is the name that was created and it's just like st it's sticking. But what does it represent uh, for now and and potentially going forward? Because it does need to be something that yeah. uh, is unifying. And 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 I, I will go back. I will say that when um, actually Matt shared the name with me before they officially announced it back in the day, and I said it, I hated it, um, and and I and I have <laughs> accepted. My answer was like basically I don't like it, but I have don't have a better term to offer you as an alternative. And I think that's, sounds like that's where we still are. And I, I mean, I disagree with Jeff, obviously, that there's no community here. There's no commonality here. 
I think we have um, settled on some kind of definition, even if it's kind of loose. But I also feel like I agree with Ishan that if we're gonna if we're gonna drop the name Jamstack, we replace it with something because not having a name kind of sends everybody off into the the wilderness. Um, and we do have a community here. Um, as we've as we've seen with with the things that have been built around the Jamstack, even even to the point that you made a good point, Michelle, about I mean we see uh, VCs even like looking to invest in the Jamstack space, um, you know. So so there's it's built more than just like say a group of people on a Slack that talk to each other. Um, there is actually uh, even even investments coming from like to looking to invest in companies that are working in the Jamstack space. So obviously no, there's something fine. there. And it's um, competitive. It's just, Huh? It's Netlify and its competitors. I've done Not probably only. fifty no, 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 phone no, no, calls. No, no. no with I capital we're, 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 my company's considered in the Jamstack space. That's part of like where we got are our investments, and we're not Netlify competitors in any way. So I disagree with that completely. I don't know. Well, I mean, isn't any platform a competitor of Netlify? Like, in in a way, I mean, when I mean, we're asked to show our competitive landscape, it can go from all the way from hosting companies up to CDNs to like security solutions. Meaning, like there's a lot of overlap between the platforms. So almost anything yeah, is a competitor sure. with Netlify. And uh, even Stratic is considered Jamstack and we have investors reaching out to us who are excited about the Jamstack space and excited about how we like sit between WordPress, whatever, it doesn't matter. But like, it's true. It did create a space also in terms of the economy on an economic level. So um, it, it does have that kind of clout. Yeah. If you look at the the CRV and Redpoint are the, the ones that are, that come to mind, you know, they've, they've done a landscape and a landscape is not just the hosting pieces, but it's all the other pieces of the, that whole economy. So, uh, I mean, if, if I was to take Jeff's, you know, them and their competitors, it's them and their competitors and then other parts of the ecosystem that partner into it. Uh, and that's the community. Um, and then the developers, um, but then there needs to be a name for that space. I guess it, I just uh, yeah. feel like it fell apart once they dropped actually adhering to static. Like there was yeah. a very long time where you yeah. could genuinely only host static websites at Netlify and where the term Jamstack genuinely was just another word for static. And then people slowly but surely started running into more and more scale problems with static and realized that static is not really quite all it's pumped up to be for like large, complex, like scalable websites. And then less static capabilities started getting added. And then the definition of the word became static and not static. And now you can do something that like probably could be described as Jamstack on like AWS. And you could do something that probably can be described as Jamstack where it dynamically generates every single page on demand and caches it. And you could probably call Ruby on Rails Jamstack at this point. And so the problem was that inflection point. And that's why when that inflection point happened, these types of panels and these types of talks that you've all been doing started coming up because once you completely undermine the definition of a word and flip it backwards, it starts evaporating. So I'm not saying there is no community as Brian said I did. I never said that. I don't think that's the case. I think the community was built around static websites and a different word was used as both Miriam and Brian have said to describe static because they felt like that word wasn't flashy enough or sounded like it was boring or not modern or something like that. And now it's not static anymore. And so I think that the word needs to either continue adhering to what it used to be or it needs to be dropped because we've moved on to a different type of thing where there isn't really a closed community where you can say, hey, you're running a site that dynamically generates pages. And so that's not Jamstack. Now nobody knows what it is because apparently Jamstack also means you can dynamically generate pages. So maybe the community is just web development in general because anything could be this. Or so I totally agree that it was the inflection point was, oh, sort of the inflection point. I kind of felt like it was coming because they already were supporting serverless functions, but just not for serving page data. And right. then once you start doing it for page, actual page HTML, then it yeah. really was this identity crisis. And that was actually right. the original term I, I pitched to Brian for, for the title rather than evolution of the Jamstack uh, for that very reason. Um, but, you know, in some sense, I'll make an analogy here. It's this community still remains. 
and it's like um uh it's like electric cars like if if you're you know telling people about how great electric cars are and then the hybrid cars come along although that wasn't their actual development it's it's still a highly efficient vehicle that turns out to be more compatible to the existing infrastructure and you're doing the community a disservice by saying this thing should also be considered and so i feel you know even if they brought these you know non-static techniques they needed to happen in order to bring you know the principles and benefits of the jamstack to more sites where those static techniques would not apply so i felt like it was a natural and necessary evolution to evolve where those benefits could go um I think yeah. it was necessary yeah. to, to drop your... pure static, which is why I moved on from it years ago, you know, <laughs> and said that in my intro. Like, it wasn't viable. It had to meld back into the normal flow. It, like, split out because there was this overinvestment in dynamic sites in the Ruby on Rails peak era, right, where everyone was doing, even for the simplest websites that were running up, like, a big Rails app. And so then there was this pushback to that. There was, like, a reverse kickback where it was like, hey, we should just use a simple static site. It's faster, it's more secure, it's cheaper, it's easier to host, it's easier to develop. Like you've seen the benefits listed off. Yeah. And then we took that way beyond where it was supposed to go, right? <laughs> so we said, all right, well, you know, now that we can do static sites and they're better for these reasons, why don't we make everything a static site? And then we ran into this problem where it's like, okay, we've surpassed the point where static sites work anymore. So maybe we should go back to dynamic sites. So we've just come full circle. You know, we have this, the web development community is young, right? We've only, this career field has only existed for less than a generation, right? We're like some of the more experienced people in the field and none of us are like very old people, right? It's weird to think about, but like there are these wild swings in the industry where like something happens and there's like an extreme like reaction to that. And then there's an extreme counter reaction. Uh, and I think that's the nature of this flow of events. To follow on your analogy, Sean, it would be like if we introduced those hybrid cars and then said, okay, now that we have hybrid cars and electric cars and gas cars, everything's just cars. And we don't, yeah. we don't distinguish. I think that is what's going to happen. <laughs> no, but that's, the, that's I think, to, to Sean's point, that, that would, then all of a sudden you're not, you're not, you lose the, okay, there is value in, electric car versus the hybrid car fitting into a some kind of um, grouping that is much fuel efficient efficient vehicles basically yeah so you know but rather than just saying okay now that they're they're we've added these hybrid cars suddenly everything is just cars and we're not going to distinguish between those things that that's how like like that my my feeling jeff is that is to kind of go along is that you, you still need to come, even if even if we don't have a um, even if we don't use the term Jamstack, you still the the distinguishing the architecture and methodologies that we use to build sites using these tools that's different from say a traditional Ruby and Rails developer. What is what or, is different though? I mean, I I think it's being posed as like static website building was better than Ruby on Rails, and that's why people adopted it. But I don't think that's actually accurate. It's better for certain specific situations and scale sizes, but you can still, and there still are many very successful Ruby on Rails apps that dynamically generate all pages and cache them. The same way that you could say a modern Jamstack site dynamically generates pages and caches them. So in the analogy, I think where it doesn't fit is that like, you could make a reasonably valid claim that gasoline-consuming cars are objectively worse than electric cars, and that eventually all cars are going to be electric, and that is the plan in this country, if I'm not mistaken. Um, however, I don't think that's the same with dynamic versus static websites. This community liked to pose it that way, that dynamic websites are not modern, and they're old, and they're worse. But they're not worse. They never were worse, and the largest internet businesses have always run on top of dynamically generated page architectures. It was just this weird little sub-community that developed where people had this superiority complex about static sites because they realized it was better for their small website. Sorry to be harsh about it, but like, I've seen it, it's true. Well, so, so actually, let me take the analogy and just like really drive it into the ground here. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the 
you know, what is the definition? Like, because it says stack in the name, I think maybe, Jeff, you're wrapped around um, the idea that it describes how the thing is built. And when I approached the term, I said, let's take a step back and actually describe the benefits derived. And that's what the term means. So if I was to take my analogy on cars, it would be this category called fuel efficient vehicles, right? We don't define how they actually are energy efficient vehicles, right? We don't define how they're actually creating locomotion. We just say they do it in an efficient manner, and that is the chief benefit. Or like to use it more like Core Web Vitals so we make it doesn't describe a fast site. It describes <laughs> the user perception of it, right? So maybe what we can say is let's create a term around benefits that encompass speed, scalability, and stuff like that rather than having to say club. the I'm good all, websites all club. We'll rename yeah. Jamstack. RIP Jamstack. That term's gone. I'm calling it the good websites club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm 100% Ishan, think, down for that. Sign okay. me up. <laughs> okay. I think you're getting to a point, maybe not the benefits, but the value system behind the approach. Mm. You know, if you're talking about fuel efficient cars, well, maybe fuel efficient isn't your number one value. It's not my number one value. That's <laughs> I own a Corvette, so. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, you could say that um, maybe fast websites, reliable websites, edge hosted websites, Cached websites, um, you know, speaks to the value system behind Jamstack. Every company wants. So I wonder if right? no, but I think like, um, everyone maybe, wants a good website. Who wants Jeff? A I think website? you're in. You're like in a company, an organization, in like a space, or you've been in your career also where uh, you have like a, a large, a relatively large team working on web applications and a very sophisticated team. And so you are able to take whatever stack probably, and then make a very high quality site. So I come from an industry where the websites tend to be pretty terrible. Um, it's 42% yeah. of the internet, so it can't be ignored. And there is no question that the Jamstack approach generates much higher quality sites, much more reliable sites. I mean, we have customers that come to us after they were their, their sites were held by ransom and um, they had to pay off with crypto and DDoS and like low level DDoS, right? Like, because a large swath of organizations do not have those capabilities around managing their web applications, even if they're tech companies. And then yeah. they're managing this like dynamic site and it's a piece of garbage essentially, or it's not even a piece of garbage, but it needs like handholding and tender loving care. It's very delicate flower. That's how, what I call WordPress. And so as soon as it's generated aesthetic, everyone can stop thinking about it and just do their jobs. And um, so still there's a, so scale up. <laughs> What? <laughs> until you start becoming more successful and then you have to start thinking about it again because you no, start so, running well, into the, the nasty edges of gym of static because guys. we're an end-to-end -end platform we can take care of that for our users okay i'm not yeah. saying the jump stack i know everyone's patching together their own solution so they can't but we can we have different forms of publication and so we can take care of larger sites and as the sites on strata grow or get bigger so our capabilities to support them get bigger because we we are end-to-end -end, we control everything i know that's not typical but um, but if we can do it, I think that others can do it as well. And so I would like to see the Jamstack continue to kind of stick to its origins because I still am a big fan of like a statically generated site because it's just so smooth and reliable and just like it just it changes the paradigm of what a dynamic website is completely it turns it on its head. And so it just makes the whole Internet, I think, better in many ways. Um, for a lot of people who don't have like big sophisticated teams around their web applications to, to keep them running well. Um, so like, I let's agree, say, by the way. okay, thank you. <laughs> so let's say the density. But there is a certain point where that falls apart. There's totally, a large totally swath is. of like your use case. Like it's the same thing with all software, like use the best tool for the job. And I think yeah. there's a lot of websites where a static generated website is the best tool for the job. And I will absolutely stick to that anytime you hear me talk about it. However, you do also have to acknowledge that there is a swath of websites for which static website is not the best tool for the job as well. And you I just would have really to like to see Jamstack you, you know? like stick as much as possible to static and then and then with exceptions. So like uh you know if you're running a certain type of site and there's certain areas with that are con like being updated more so that becomes more dynamic whereas the rest of it stays static and like uh, not being too uh, extreme about how we approach it and, uh, and, and yeah, and sticking to the origins as much as possible. I think it's, uh, that, that's how I would see the gem stack um, while recognizing the limitations of it and then implementing dynamic functionality. 
by the way, I, I wrote this in a, the document that we shared, but um, when I first saw the term server-side rendering or SSR shared within the community, I was seriously laughing. I was like, well, where did we get to now? That's what everyone was like trying to get away from. And now we have a new term for it. It's just a dynamic website. So anyways. Just well, what I, I thought it was funny is it was introduced almost like it was a new concept. I'm like, yeah, uh, exactly. Sounds like what yeah. I started doing 25 yeah, years like, ago. Yeah. Everyone is like, yeah, we've all been doing that. This is not a new concept. It's nice you gave it a new shiny short form, but it's still... Still dynamic. Anyways, everybody's just chucking the hot potato around. Nobody wants to own the compute. You know, it's either going to be during the build process or during the runtime process. Or if we give it a different name, then it's not that. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's still that. Yeah, yeah. I I want to hear from Sean. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, because I I was going to say, really agree with what what Miriam's saying. Where uh, I I like to like to say. You want to start simple if you can. Like you, there's there's no reason to start with the most complex solution just because it's it's cool, uh, and, and I think that's kind of what you're saying, Jeff, as well. Like if the yeah. Jamstack offers simplicity, uh, doesn't necessarily require it. But I think what what I really struggle with today, with uh, <laughs> if we're gonna bring bring the the car analogy back, is that there's I I I really. I understand that that you can say fuel efficient vehicle and it describes the the end result of this how how this car works. What I struggle with is there's we we kind of like we're we're sort of talking about this Venn diagram where what the what Jamstack was originally is this like simple static idea and then we've got the the Ruby on Rails site which is maybe a better fit for big complex uh, websites and applications, and then we have we had Next come in and uh, and like totally change the game on us. And we're like, oh wait, we can do we can do both with the same platform, and we're it doesn't feel like we're 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 working to uh, find a, a good way to describe that thing, and, and maybe hybrid's the best word for it. But uh, instead, we're we're like we're trying to stretch. The definition of Jamstack, and and then we, we end up in this gray area. Like, is DPR, ISR, are those are those Jamstack uh, sanctioned patterns, or like, does that go beyond Jamstack? And I and so that I think that's where I'm stuck today. Is like, how do we how do we talk about this hybrid approach, which is a really valuable approach in some cases? And like, what's that community? Is that just you're you're part of the Jamstack community, or the Rails community, or the Next community. Like, where's the where's the middle ground, and and where where should we talk about that? For me, what distinguishes it from what's come before again is the front end developer empowerment. You could always cache things. You could put a CDN in front of Ruby on Rails, but the way you interact with the cache in incremental static regeneration, for example, is different. You're not looking at cache control headers. You're you're just putting pro you know you're writing get static props or get initial props and like you're that's a different way of interacting with caching and thinking about it that you don't have to think about it in the same way and even if you go back to your original static it's it's a way of using the cache that you don't have to think about the fact it's being served from the cdn like if you tried to do like classic web development we tried we worked with customers on this uh, and we'd say, you know, you cache this entire page and there'd be things like the cart count, you know, this is on an e-commerce site or the hello, Bob, welcome back. And we're like, okay, late load that. And you don't, you don't do that kind of after the fact, but if you start from, this is a static website then that Jedi mind trick gets you to say, oh, I'm just going to dynamically load that in. Right. Okay. Cause I know I don't have a server. And so for me, that's the crucial difference for what we're doing in the Jamstack that came before is that we're using these old primitives in new ways further up the abstraction. It's kind of like serverless. Like there are servers there you don't think about. The internet is is routerless. You don't think about the routers. They just kind of come naturally. And that for me is the, the innovation that remains and why we can put a, a box around this community. So I'd hate to give Ishan the last word since he's oh, my coworker. <laughs> so I feel we, we're getting at time, but I figured maybe we'll wrap up with Brian. Brian, what do you think are like the most important values that have come out of this Jamstack community, if there is one? Um, and is there anything else that you'd like to say in closing? Ah, so you give me the last word. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I would say, you know, I think 
first of all, everybody's made really, some really good points here, and I think Ishan's last point there is is well taken. That you know, it, it's it's flipped around the script a little bit of how you build these sites, where even I've talked about like thinking in Jamstack, where it's it's a very different way of thinking than when I did traditional server side applications, where every request was a response from the server and that was easy for me to think about and I wasn't thinking about like oh is this is this rendered um, at build time is this rent is this rendered on the server is it rendered sometime after um, and and all those things so I think you know there is a way of thinking that's very different when you approach a Jamstack site I think the key thing is the, the thing that I emphasize to people is well, I think it can include some dynamic stuff but it's more it's a static first approach. It's it's I pre-render as much as possible, um, and then dynamically add things in as needed. Even if that includes like I have a handful of routes that are fully dynamic, um, and I, I'm I'm not I I agree with Jeff and others who have mentioned that we don't need to be rigid about this definition to the point of like that's Jamstack, that's not Jamstack kind of thing. I mean I think. Part of that whole community aspect that we talked about early on is that we have a set of common uh, commonalities that like common problems we're trying to solve, even if we're using different tools and our approaches are slightly different. And, and there are part of this is about finding ways that we can help each other and, and learn from each other's approaches and build better websites. Awesome. Thank you very much, Brian. And thank you everybody for participating in this panel. Uh, I'm interested to see if maybe in a year or so we see how this all pans out and come together again to figure out what to call it. <laughs> uh, so thanks again, everybody. Uh, and I'm sure we'll have everybody's contact info in the description on the video. So if you heard something out there that you strongly don't agree with, go after them. <laughs> see you later. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. All. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.